today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Ron Taverner is staying with the Toronto Police uh, despite uh, his appointment as OPP chief. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of, um, you know, call for review of his hiring as the OPP chief because of his close connection to Premier Doug Ford. And I'm happy to say that he himself uh, said, uh, you know, let's let's hold off. I don't want to be sworn in. And now he's, you know, he's backing calls for the review into his hiring. Hiring that shows some integrity. It's something. Boy, this uh, this Ford government seems to to just shove a lot of crap in front of the electorate and and wait for the blowback. If it wasn't, you know, if it's not the OPP thing. It's the Ontario Medical Association walking away from the arbitration and walking back in. And then this uh, cut, this $25 million cut to education. They just toss this stuff out and in, you know, almost psychopathological form, wait for everybody. It's a bullying style is what it is, what I'm trying to say. And then they wait for the blowback and then, and then sort of react to that. This is not the way we should be doing things. I don't think um, anybody thinks this is a, a good way of doing things. Uh, joining me on the line to uh, talk about it is uh, Duff Conacher, co-founder of Democracy Watch and an adjunct professor at the University of Ottawa. Duff, thanks for the time today. My pleasure. All right, so let's start with Taverner here. Uh, he has, you know, joined the call for a review into his hiring. But do you not think that this is, again, more strings being pulled behind the scenes, the Ford government telling him sort of what what to do based on the reaction they got take it away uh who knows what's going on behind the scenes um it's as you say uh kind of a hit and miss type approach from the ford government um they're loading on all sorts of things all the time um and if you do things rapidly enough the news media can only cover so many of them and you can get away with stuff if people don't push back Right, and if people are disengaged or not paying attention, and they're you know right now everybody's focused on their consumerism, so stuff like this can slide through like a twenty-five million dollar, uh, you know, budget bomb to school boards across the province on a Friday in the middle of the holiday season. Exactly, and um, they've done so much in the first six months being in office, and a lot of reason they've done so much is again because they know if they just load it on. It, uh, and they have the majority in the legislature. They can pass things very quickly. There's no time to respond. Uh, it's kind of a shock and awe type approach. And uh, it's been done by other governments in the past as well, trying to uh, shove all sorts of things down voters' throats without a, a chance for them to even know that it's happening because there's so many things coming at them so, so often the media can't even cover it all, uh, let alone have a chance to respond. Um, with this one, though, um, it, there's signs from this, especially Tavener asking for his old job back, that they may try and back off on this um, and then say, oh, Integrity Commissioner, you can't look at it because we reversed the decision. Sure looks that way, doesn't it? It, yeah. really, it really has that odor to it, doesn't it? I, I can tell you, though, Democracy Watch will be in court in a heartbeat challenging that. The Integrity Commissioner must rule on this. They did make the appointment. Mm-hmm. And Doug Ford was at the cabinet meeting where the final approval was done, and in Democracy Watch's opinion, that's a violation in and of itself because he was at a cabinet meeting where a close friend of his was handed a job. Uh, and it says in the Members' Integrity Act, the, the provincial government ethics law, that you can't take part in any decision, not 
not any part of any decision, and you can't try to influence any decision uh, that will benefit yourself or would improperly benefit another person. And, of course, it's improper to be at a meeting where your, your close friend is being handed a job by your cabinet. So um, we'll see what happens. Uh, there's lots of reports, not with any sources, of lots of conservatives being upset with this appointment. Um, it's not the only appointment where it's been an appointment of a friend of uh, the government and a friend of the conservatives. There's lots of concerns in this area, and I can tell you Democracy Watch will ensure uh, by going to court if the integrity commissioner says, no, I'm going to drop this because they've reversed the appointment decision, we'll challenge that in a heartbeat because right. this needs to be ruled on. You know, it's it, the, the style... Uh, I didn't intend for the conversation to to be sort of a, a steady commentary on the style of of Doug Ford and and his government, but you know we're we've opened the door. This this guy's style, and 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 it's only frankly because there's been three major things that I've identified. Maybe I'm missing some things, because as you point out, stuff's rolling out faster and we keep track of it. But but the OMA. Uh, arbitration thing, the the Taverner appointment, and and the twenty five million dollar budget cut last Friday to, to education, Th- those are examples to me of a bullying style, and, and bullies love to keep their opponents off balance at all times because to keep your opponent off balance allows you to continue to have control and and power, and there's just something sickeningly wrong with that, and and you said it a couple of minutes ago about. There's other conservatives that are upset about the, the way Ford handled this thing. My hope, Duff, is that because people compare Doug Ford all the time to the guy uh, south of the 49th, my hope is that in Canada we will have that. We, the, 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 the conservative caucus or the conservative representatives will stand up when this guy steps over the line and tell him that he's doing that. Um, they have to in... in um many ways because lots of things that are going through the legislature that don't raise an issue with a violation of a law uh, or the charter are can only be stopped by the conservative MPPs because uh, Doug Ford as premier, uh, the premiers across Canada and our prime minister have far more power than uh, Donald Trump does in the U.S. to, to push through things that they want to push through. Uh, the premiers in Canada and our prime minister are the most powerful democratically elected uh, politicians in the world. And that's been, scholars have analyzed the, the checks and balances and the restrictions on the powers of other democratically elected leaders across the world. And um, because of a very flawed system we have in Canada at the provincial level and federally, our premiers and our prime minister have the most power, the most unchecked, unrestricted power of any democratically elected leader in the world. So uh, if conservative MPPs don't push back, then nothing can stop a whole bunch of things that are being done. Uh, uh, Anything that is illegal or unethical, Democracy Watch and others will be challenging. Uh, And we've already have uh, six different complaints in about Doug Ford. and his actions and helping his friends. And uh, we'll be filing more and we'll challenge any rulings that we think are bad rulings that let people off the hook for clear violations in court. And we'll do what we can. But again, he has lots of unchecked power that uh, not even the courts can check because of uh, our very flawed system in Canada. 
You know, I think it's, it's interesting that most people wouldn't have any idea of what you just said. And, you know, a message like that would really help people at election time um, to make the case for voting um, and getting out and getting engaged. Isn't all of this sort of a, a direct byproduct of our disengagement uh, with the process and our feeling that uh, we don't have to, as individuals with a right to vote, uh, do so? that somebody else will take care of that i've got to check the scores right now or you know check my likes on facebook don't bother me with this election stuff yeah i mean voter turnout went up in the ontario election to 58 percent the highest level since 1999 okay that's good news but that's not high enough no it isn't right you're still talking about 42 percent not voting and you know five to ten percent of people will never vote no matter what you do they're just totally disengaged or they think the whole system is corrupt and they their way of saying no is to not vote. Mm-hmm. But even then, you're, you would be at 90% turnout, and instead it was at 58% turnout. So what are the other 32% doing? Well, people say, you know, your vote doesn't count. They're, they're right in a safe riding because of our voting system. Uh, one party can win again and again and again, and it, it, that does hurt voter turnout. And the, changing the voting system would be a real check on politicians gaining power uh, really with an undemocratic result where they gain majority power even though they don't have majority support. But otherwise, uh, if you don't vote, you don't count. Do you think a politician cares about you if you don't vote uh, and cares about your concerns? You don't help them get into power. You don't help them lose their job in power. That's right. So why would they care about you at all? And you also never know when your vote will count. And so people shouldn't be assuming, oh, I'm in a safe riding, there's no way it could ever switch, because that makes it a safe riding that will never switch. Yeah. But yeah. I don't, at the same time, I don't blame the victims. Every single poll that has been done in the last 20 years across Canada, at the provincial level and federal level, has shown that a large majority of Canadians want much stronger rules, stronger enforcement, and stronger penalties to ensure that everybody in politics has to be honest, ethical, open, representative and waste preventing and politicians have not responded so there is a bit of a blame here for the liberals were in power for 10 years and they could not say oh we never heard anyone calling for changes <laughs> to restrict the powers of the premier <laughs> because we have we have uh 15 campaigns yeah. and if you click on democracy watch's website you send a letter to every the, your premier in your province your provincial politician and your federal politicians and the federal party leaders so Premier Kathleen Wynne and Dalton McGinty were getting emails saying, change this law so the ethics rules are stronger, that, that honesty is required, and we have an honesty in politics law, that the Premier's powers are restricted, and they, did, they didn't do it. And so the fact that Doug Ford is able to do what he can do now with little check is also to be blamed on, uh, even back to 1995, Democracy Watch started in 1993, the NDP in Ontario were in power, and we were sending letters to them saying, make these changes, because if you don't, we're going to get someone in power who doesn't care about uh, ethics or honesty or transparency. Oh, and now and, we've got and it. And will then <laughs> be able to shove a whole bunch of decisions down voters' throats. So it's, uh, to blame on the opposition parties as well, no party across the country has taken this stuff ser- seriously, and that's why we're really in danger of having people like this elected who will shove whatever they want and help their family and friends at the expense of the voters. So back to Taverner for a second. Uh, My guest is uh, Duff Conagher, co-founder of Democracy Watch and an adjunct professor at the University of Ottawa. He's speaking to us from Ottawa today. 
<clears throat> it was this Taverner's idea, do you think, to rescind and say to Toronto, can I have my job back or give me my job back? Or or was this Ford's idea completely? I'd, I'd like to think that Taverner had the moral fortitude to, to step forward and do it, but I my gut's telling me that that's not the case here. Yeah, it's really hard to know. Um, that's in part why an investigation is needed. But uh, there was one report saying he was offered other jobs before they came up with this job uh, for him. And um, there's just all sorts of questions about okay. this appointment. I really think, though, we know that Ford was at the final cabinet meeting. That's a violation. If he tried to influence or had someone on his behalf even just try to influence any other step in the process of appointing Taverner, that only worsens the violation. So they know it's bad. There's lots of reports are getting pushed back from conservatives, grassroots conservatives, saying, really, you're going to hire your close friend as the top cop in the province? Um, And so I really think they would have said to him, the heat is on. Yeah, change it. You got to back off for now. And we'll see what happens, and and if and maybe go as far as to say we're backing off on it totally. He's asked for his job back at the Toronto Police Force. Why would he be doing that if they were planning to go ahead? And then plead to the integrity commissioner, don't make a ruling on this. Right, right. Well, I'm, we're glad that you guys are out there. Let me let me switch gears a, a minute. You didn't commit to uh, discussing. Uh, the Ford government and the OMA and the arbitration thing, they walked away from ar- arbitration just a few days ago and apparently have re- reversed that and are going back to, to arbitration. Again, is this a question of Ford government trying to keep doctors off balance? Th- this is a this is a real messy situation that people need to be paying more attention to. This is, this is really literally a f- going to affect their health. I mean, we're talking about law enforcement on one hand over here, but the health thing is, is, is big. Yeah. Um, the, you know, this is not a good, good idea. And I'll grant you that the doctors, you know, have some difficulties themselves with their own organization. They do indeed. Uh, they, they really do. But doctors, by and large, are they're doctors because... They're focused on medicine and healing people and helping people. They're not really great at politics, and they're not great at this bullying type of politics either. And they had to. Do, and and let's face it, it was tough for them going up against the liberal government in the last round, as as you pointed out uh, regarding uh, you know some other issues. But what, what's your take on this? Uh, we're in, we're out on the arbitration thing with getting doctors the doctor stuff settled. Um, it does keep the OMA off balance, and um, the OMA is a huge association, so often, obviously it can't be as nimble as the government in terms of making decisions, right? It's trying to consult with its members, which is really difficult to do because they're all really busy. <laughs> they are, yes. And trying to uh, then make a decision that's democratic, and they don't get great voter turnout on these decisions either, in part because doctors are so busy. Uh, and also there's been confusion in the association and some of the specialty uh, associations trying to split off um, and making a claim that they have the mandate to do so. So it adds up to a difficult situation for the association and easy to push them around, uh, especially by flip-flopping and making it, making it difficult for them where they might try and be hiring a lawyer to challenge something. Oh, then that decision's reversed, so we go back to doing this. And everything being done very rapidly, which makes it really difficult for a big association to respond. And it all goes against um, what the Ford government set out as a a principle, if they were principled, 
when they were challenging the uh, curriculum. Now, the claim wasn't true, but they said the public hasn't been consulted on this uh, sex ed curriculum mm-hmm. and health curriculum for kids. So we're going to do a consultation and then change it. Well, if that's your principle, that there has to be consultation before you make significant changes, then there always has to be consultation before you make significant changes. And they violated that principle so many times in the past few months by mm-hmm. just suddenly announcing something that wasn't in their platform. You know, their platform really only had five big, vague promises in it. And they made so many detailed, comprehensive changes that weren't mentioned in the platform and without any consultation. So to put not too fine a phrase on it, you can't suck and blow on these things at the same time. That's right. You, yep. you, if, you, if the principle is that people have to be consulted, then that's the principle and they always have to be consulted. Otherwise, you're being a hypocrite. Yeah. And it's, of course, undemocratic to not consult as well, just as a fundamental uh, principle of democratic good government especially when it's significant decisions. So Ontario really can't afford Ford in terms of his undemocratic, unethical actions. Well, there's going to be blowback. There's going to be pain, that, and people need to get engaged. They need to, uh, you know, be in touch with uh, organizations like yours and, and, you know, and voice their thoughts independently to their representatives and yes. and, and do all of that because there's going to be big big problems uh, oh, it's, it's well just in the first six months they've changed more than more, most governments do in a four-year term and the fixed election date is four years is uh now three and a half years from now so another three and a half years at this pace they'll, yeah they'll pretty much everything that uh, they want to do in ontario unless it's illegal or unethical will be shoved down voters throats whether they want it or not Duff Conagher. Uh, we'll be trying to stop them. Okay, co-founder of Democracy Watch, and I know they can find you online. Uh, Duff, uh, thanks very much for spending some time with us this afternoon. I appreciate it. Thank you. Happy holidays. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.